Kia ora. Welcome to the Tahi. Or actually, so all my laws still away, so no my key. Wawahine. Yay. Yes, Wawahine. Um, we kind of realised after that we were like Wawahine because we'd be crying and then we are like, oh, is that going to be like a bad stereotype because women yeah. be crying? But actually... We were just both crying. There were tears in the studio there. For totally different reasons. <laughs> Mitty had like a, a genuine reason to be crying. I just got upset about the idea of old people being oh, lonely. Oh my God, that is sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I'm going to start. It's going to set no, me no, off again. <laughs> Honestly, go call your grandma if you do yeah, anything I, today. I literally, actually, I saw an old person alone yesterday and then I messaged my friends and I was like, if any of you are alone when we're all old, you need to hit me up. Yes. You're all coming to live with me. Yeah, I reckon, like, get a big mansion. Everyone moves in. It's like, um, yeah. it's like Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. A lot of them love the independence, though. Like, a lot of them are like, they want to go out alone and be like, no, I want to do this on my own. And we're all just like, oh my gosh, they're alone. <laughs> they're like, I'm just going to the bank. And <laughs> yes. we're like, oh, <laughs> they're probably over it. Um, coming up on the show today, uh, Kristen is in here, as well as Wellington band Wet Denim. Which my accent with that name is Wet Denim. We're a Wellington band. Excited to meet them. We're also talking about uh, childhood crushes, various animals, other happenings, and yeah, various (laughs) animals. It's not. It's not with crushes. No, 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 no. Apart from um, Scar from Lion King. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where the crossover is. (laughs) Hundred percent. But with that said. Let's get into it. We're going to start with actually a piece of pretty bad news. Yes, yeah, so some sad um, news came out yesterday. Green uh, Green Party MP Fa'anana Efeso Collins died after taking part in a charity event in central Auckland um, yesterday morning. He was taking part in a child fund charity run and, and he collapsed. It's terrible. It's so shocking. He was 49 years old. Yeah, I know. It's too young. And I feel... I feel for his wife and his children. 100%. Oh, my God. I I cried a little bit just thinking about his wife and his kids because I don't know if people know this, but yesterday when the news was starting to come out and it wasn't confirmed yet, no one had had called his wife yet. Oh, no. So people, you know, that's their job. People start reporting on the news that has happened, but there was actually people held off for a bit because they were like... We need to let them know. It shouldn't happen like this. And I think that's really, like... I think that's like very speaks to like what I love about New Zealand is that like yeah. everyone's like we can wait five minutes on the yeah. news to like do this the right way yeah, because she shouldn't just open her phone and, and find out through no way. There's, no. I mean, there's no great way to find out, obviously, no. but yeah, um, it's very really sad news, really shocking news. Yeah. Um, various MPs and other political leaders spoke yesterday um, about Ifesor and James Shaw. Mm-hmm. Through tears, tried to compose himself a few times when he was yeah. doing his speech. He got, they all did great. I mean, no one's expecting anyone not to cry, right? Yeah. Um, but he said, in many ways, Efesel's political career was only just beginning. He was such an authentic, genuine, warm man who had respect for everyone. It's a model of politics that I aspire to, and I hope more people will live up to that standard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what a like that heavy thing to say, yeah. but also just to think about of like he actually just started with the Green Party as an MP. Yeah. Um, yeah, and ran for mayor quite famously a few yeah. years back. He's had a huge impact um, on particularly like the South Auckland Pacifica community, and this is a huge loss for them. So I feel for them as well. But yeah, it's, it's like I'm still like I'm, I still am like, did is, has this happened? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think I've fully registered it yet, but I yeah, I feel really sad for everyone that it's impacted. Yeah, it's really sad to lose an advocate and. 
you know, sad to lose someone that you know has your best interests at heart, especially yeah. for South Aucklanders and Pacific South Aucklanders, yeah. like, particularly. But I do, like, feel like it can bring hope to some young people to yeah. go, you know what, I need to carry on what he was doing. Yeah. So I hope we see something good come out of such a shocking tragedy, but says so much about someone for them to pass at a charity event, oh, I think. Yeah, it says a lot about his character. Yeah. Anyway, um, thoughts to his family and his wife and his two daughters mm. and everyone that knew him and take a day off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All the way from Wellington, sitting on the couch with me is Wet Denim. Hey! G'day. Thanks for that. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good. How are you guys? Yeah. I good. like that you're right. both wearing denim. On brand. Had to. Yeah. Be consistent, Had to. Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've got two out of four of you on the couch. You mind introducing yourselves and tell me what you do in the band? Yeah. Uh, my name's Nick, uh, and I play guitar and sing in, in the band. Uh, my name's Luca. I play guitar, a bit of keyboards, do a bit of production. And just over there, we have Joe and Jack, who are bass and drums, the brothers, the Ludwoods. Oh, you are brothers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Not twins, though. I was, in my head, I was like, these guys got a similar vibe going. I wonder yeah. if people <laughs> think they're brothers, but cousins. you are brothers. That works out. So the name Wet Denim, arguably the most uncomfortable state of fabric <laughs> yes. to be in. Where did the name come from? Was someone wearing a wet pair of jeans? or? That's spot on. So our friend Katie, going for a walk, running some errands maybe, Comes home, caught in the rain, sits on the couch, wet denim. <laughs> Just like that. And Jack that was, was clever enough to make a mental note. He heard it. He witnessed it in person and he thought, okay, save that one for later. The fateful of Put it on the hard drive. <laughs> yeah. and, and it just came out when we were we were trying to think of names. We were having a wee jam. And that's, yeah. That's but it, yeah, it was, we were a bit iffy about it for ages. Is this too provocative? Is this too uncomfortable? <laughs> Does it make you think too much? Well, but, we actually changed our name. Yeah. Our first gig, we were called Sandjun. Oh, uh, we're Denim's. Yeah. Way- <laughs> See, we yeah, Sandjun's a bit political. We changed like. it to Sandjun. But was... I mean, grass is always greener. We had to cross over to be like, okay, yeah. backtrack. Yeah, we had to backpedal. We, yeah. you, 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 don't, you don't know what you got until it's gone, and then we're like, oh, shit, yeah, we're Denim's. Yeah. It was the one. We're Denim's good. I feel like it sounds real funny in my harsh New Zealand accent wet denim yeah. like real wet denim like. yeah. oh I've got a bunch of mates that have like American accents and they always kind of rip out the way that I say wet denim like <laughs> wet, wet denim like, I mean, wet denim like, wet denim yeah. yeah I don't know I like it though but brand Thank new song you. stuck with you mm-hmm. videos out songs out mm. who are you stuck with so well it's not it's, it's more me- metaphorical thing it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. actually we just actually got our first Mexican write-up and they, they wrote that it's like about love and anguish which it actually isn't but that is kind of the point to make it you think that it's about that but it's more about sort of like a difficult relationship with like self-body image and stuff um, so it's kind of the different um, I guess perspectives Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the different perspectives that you can have on yourself due to sort of like social um, pressures mostly through like social media just like that 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 kind of um, sphere um, mm. and yeah it was it was really sort of a period where I was like quite entrenched and young man kind of growing up going to the gym got to like this all this and that and sort of getting bigger for the sake of what you see in comparisons and um, just the, the the quite exhausting repetition of that cycle um, so yeah stuck with you is just sort of being stuck with this negative self-image 
stuck with yourself at the end of the day, so you should try and make it work. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's just like a constant sort of ongoing thing that you, you slowly work through. So I love that. I feel like that's very deep, also very relatable to pretty much anyone in our age bracket of any gender. But do you ever feel any sort of pressure when you're coming at something like that of like anti-toxic masculinity really of like like I don't need to go be big for no reason do you mm. ever feel kind of pressure to speak for other people when you write songs like that or do you feel very like confident this is me and what I'm saying I think I yeah I think I don't I don't really feel pressure when I'm personally writing we all do bits of the lyrical writing but this one was a song that I wrote by myself um no, I, yeah, I definitely don't feel a pressure to speak on behalf because I don't feel like I can speak mm. on behalf of people. So it really is, my, my songwriting process is just, really it's just journal writing and like how I'm feeling at a certain point in time. So it is just sort of a moment sort of put into some into some lyrics. Um, yeah, so no, I don't think I feel a need yet, at least might change in the future, but I really do feel like I can only write about my own conscious like perception mm. of what I'm feeling great answer <laughs> so the video is real cool I liked the matching guitars they were oh, like oh yeah that was so cute Joe I and was, I just really like the seafoam green yeah they look cool I was yeah. like sick um, where did you guys film that <laughs> in Wellington yeah yeah so we flew Connor Pritchard he came down to to Pornicky to film with us um and it was sort of just thrown together in a couple of days. Jack had seen quite a few locations around town when he was just working at different sites, just noting them down. This would be a cool spot to film. Um, quite a few of the shots, the washing line shot and the bathroom shot are in Jack and Luca's old flat. Oh, just like packed into the bathroom. Um, so that was quite cool. Uh, where, else, where was the rest of them? Um, the outdoor shot on the concrete was down on the old hut road by Kennard's big storage place. Yeah, I thought that was the one I recognised. Google Mapsing every single location. <laughs> that was funny. It was just around, yeah, around, around Wellington Central, yeah. Yeah, no, it looked, came out really good. Oh, Did actually, we... another another cool spot. We were we got to film in, um, well, B-Space, which it is now, but w- which was Club 121. So those, oh. those shots that are, like, flashing and dark mm. with the... Um, security camera footage as well that's all within the club so, so what is that space now that it's not one to one it's called B space now it's a so it's is a, it a club it, it is a club yeah oh. um, but I believe it's more so a venue that then gets hired out to promoters rather than being a venue that puts on gigs itself right I'm I'm from a different generation I remember when it was good luck I used to go there when it was ah. good luck and then it became one to one and I was like that was the first time I ever felt old I was like <laughs> everyone here is 18 like I hate this music oh. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh damn! Like, yeah, we loved one too. <laughs> yeah, may it, may it rest. May it rest. Um, do you? What are you? So you guys from Wellington mm. on a bit of a tour coming up, and you're in Auckland. Do you find the scene in Wellington versus the scene in Auckland quite different, or is it sort of similar people that you run into? Uh, I think it's just a matter of scale, really. Yeah. Um, we haven't really been that immersed in the Auckland scene, to be honest. Like we've we've only played here once or twice before which was sort of midway through last year. Um, but definitely, yeah, it's more of a scale thing, just like it feels a wee bit more from what we've experienced, tight-knit in Wellington, all kind of quite close together, but also a similar vibe here. But I think we just, yeah, a little bit less experience with being in this scene. So in the hard, big smoke. Hard to tell, yeah. In the big city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more competition as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Do you have a secret mm. venue you like playing in Wellington? Was it like your little home spot? 
San Fran and Meow for mm. sure. Yeah, we love them both. We played a lot at San Fran last year with support, um, just doing support slots there. Um, it was where we had our first, it was where we had our EP like taster. Like, it was our first headline show at San Fran, so it was really cool. Um, but then last year, probably our, our favorite gig to date was at Meow, um, which was the first time that we've had like quite a sizable amount of people that like came to see us and knew like our lyrics and stuff which was like super buzzy and we're doing moving back to San Fran for this tour so yeah we just like to share the love and I love me I feel like I've seen such a range of most random ass gigs there I remember one night I went and there was a band playing, like a rock band played at seven, and then by, but at midnight there was a DMB DJ, oh, gosh. and it was the same venue, but no one had mentioned the DMB guy to me, so I was just hanging out, like <laughs> just sitting out outside, hanging out with my friends. Being yeah. like, the band was pretty cool, yeah. And then this like aggressive ass DMB oh, starts coming. No. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this place? Love it though, and yeah. I do miss Wellington. Yeah, it's great. Do you think that Wellington is the best dressed city in New Zealand? I think Wellington would like yeah. to think that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think every city thinks that about themselves to varying degrees. It's all a matter of taste, I think. Yeah, precisely. Oh, you guys are all pretty well dressed, you know? Thank we've got you. the denim on, we've got a lovely jacket there, we've got a poker shell necklace over here. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good look, guys. I mean, you could represent yeah. and say that Wellington yeah, It's comfortable, for sure. Do you guys perform wearing full like um, Canadian tuxedo denim on denim Britney Spears <laughs> and JT on the list. at the VMAs for the look? <laughs> we'll do it one day maybe, but it has to be it have to be a special occasion because that sort of thing you can't really wear out too hard. Well, I mean, it is the name, but we like to hang up <laughs> a washing line with denim when we do headline shows. That's kind of something that we like to do. I think that you should be brave and you should perform in wet denim. I think that yeah. you should get up there well, and you should give everyone in the audience a little spray bottle of water yeah. and just be in wet denim. And and just chafing there's all over the show, been, but good energy. There's know? been spray bottles around around the the mosh pits and diff- various shows. We're just we're just sort of deciding how far we want to commit to the bit. Like how mm. far we are we going to wet our denim? Like maybe it, do it as like the encore. And they, yeah, like, people are it, like one it, more song. You come out like dripping. I don't know if you can take like, it. Like, denim like, on. <laughs> is it artificial? <laughs> like, is it, you gotta... I think we wait till the. The time is right. We'll know in our hearts. We'll this is the dinner. monumentous occasion. Time to wear the dinner. When we're just going to go in and we're just going <laughs> to... I think if you win a big award and you didn't come out and wet denim yeah, probably a as a rude. fan, I would yeah. be like a little tiny bit disappointed. I'd be yeah. happy for you, but I'd be like, that yeah. was that was a big opportunity to wear yeah, some denim, guys. Feel a bit let down, eh? Yeah. yeah, if you go on like a really big late night talk show or something and <laughs> yeah. you guys just come out in dry denim, like... Come on, a you bit, know? But weird. Yeah. So, so you guys are sort of, you make rock music with a kind of pop twist. You've got mm. really like catchy riffs and stuff like that. Do you feel like the genre that you guys make is sort of well looked after and well supported in New Zealand? Interesting, because I think it can be a real um, time-based thing. Obviously, New Zealand has its um, love for the kind of surf, reggae fusion... I don't want to say barbecue pop, but like, you know, that kind of vibe, which is really awesome. But I think things also go in, in circles. And, you know, in the 90s, there was like a lot more rock on the radio. And then recently there's a lot of rap on the radio. And there's, you know, have love for everything. But I think things just come in circles. And, you know, we're making the music we really love. And I think if yeah, people Yeah, I wouldn't say it, it quite... Well. F- it doesn't quite fit into what has been popular over the past, mm. like, even five years. Like, we yeah, trying to be a wee bit more... I think a wee bit more rocky and mm. um, yeah, 
but there's definitely elements that draw from it. Um, but yeah, I think guitar music and bands and stuff is it's it's it, there's good support of it and it's cool to see because that's what we like doing. So it's yeah. nice. That it's always evolving. Yeah, for sure. I just get excited when I get to talk to anyone who makes guitar music. I'm like, yeah, bands, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Um, I had another really good question that I just came up with, guys. It was so good. Oh, well. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. It's a really good one. Oh, yeah. Your sound to me is very New Zealand sound. Like, it sounds very much like I would be able to identify it as, like, this is a New Zealand band. And I think even just because I, just like a professional, I can identify it as, like, a Wellington band. Mm. What sort of artists have inspired you guys? More specifically locally, but, like, globally as well. I feel like we, all four of us, kind of draw from a quite a shared pool, but also our own different corners um, that we can then inform our own personal writing within the band. I've been really loving... We played a show with Mim Jensen supporting... Teenage Dads. Teenage Dads. Oh, Teenage Dads. That name is just... Yeah. So we, we yeah, we we played a show with Mim Jensen and ever since like playing that show I've just been like addicted to Mim Jensen's music and it's definitely had an influence on my writing style and I think sort of how we play as a band a wee bit even. But yeah, in a similar vein, like yeah, Mim would be a local, um, but I'd say in that same kind of lane and genre sort of bands, like we're quite into sort of Wonder Horse and, and Haler at the moment and more mm. like Fontaines, like those kinds of real, real sick stuff. Yeah, I think they're examples of of bands that are kind of pushing guitar music forward. Yeah, they definitely draw from the past and wear the influences on their sleeve. But they, you know, with their tones and their songwriting, their riffs, it's always kind of saying, "Oh, that's cool." But it's like at, it's like pretty far far forward and like like mainstream sort of pop culture as well, or becoming that way. There's also some really really cool bands kind of in our age bracket mm. um, also from New Zealand like Frank on Tap Hot Sauce Club Pool House we've, we've played shows with them and you know they, they put up stuff that is really inspiring like really really cool um, kind of alternative indie rock music that's just so sick um, but then yeah just in in, in Porn Hit itself the local scene is like flourishing with more there's just like heaps of new acts new act um, we really love called First Reserve just really cool unique writing style and great names like all the best yeah. band names are from Wellington yeah. like definitely <laughs> they're all so good yeah that, yeah, that, yeah the names actually are pretty good yeah. I, I mean wet denim's up there do you guys have you guys heard of new jeans wet denim new jeans they're no. a k-pop girl group called new jeans oh nice and they wear new jeans cool. I feel like you guys should hit I'm not a huge that. fan of new jeans. Eh? Yeah, like new jeans, not, they they need to develop. I always like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty young. They're K pop idols. They're like eighteen. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like actual jeans. Like actual new jeans, yeah. I'm sure their music's amazing. Well you don't get any it is, guys. You should really wet Check denim it new out. jeans, collab of the century. I was mm. thinking about this all week. I mm. was like, I wonder if they like new jeans, doubt it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Do need to branch into some more K pop because there's definitely something there for me to be. Give it a go, it's fun. Everyone's wearing matching outfits, there's choreo. Like whenever people are like, I don't get it, I'm like, it's just fun. Like if you like musicals, Mm. it's the same thing but with like really good pop music. Yeah. And it's like the craziest shit you'll ever hear. Yeah, well it's just so it's so polished and like tied together and just like it is like the package. It's pretty crazy. I'm pretty into it, man. But I also my favourite bands are just like um scruffy, useless, like drunk, like sad (laughs) men. 
being like, why did you leave me? And I live in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. Yeah, that's like my, that's my number one. Um, uh, yeah. You guys are, this is your opportunity at this very moment to um, plug your shows, plug the EP, do the elevator pitch. Yeah. Sell it, sell it, sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. Stocks are up, stocks are down, you know? Yeah, well, we uh, we just played the first show of our co-headline tour with Frank on Tap, Call the Plumber Tour. I love Call the Plumber, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we had, had a good time leaning into that. So our next show, Kitty Kitador Hamilton, uh, we're playing at last place on the 29th of <coughs> February. Uh, it's Thursday, next Thursday. Uh, and then on the Friday, we're playing in Tauranga uh, at Tortura Street. Uh, so that's on, that's the 1st, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the 1st of March. And then 2nd of March, we're up here in Tamaki Makoto in Auckland. We're playing at Tuning Fork. Uh, it's going to be really excited for that one. And then on the Sunday, we're heading down to Whangaroa to Raglan, and we're playing at The Yard. Yeah. The Yard. <laughs> the Yard. And then week after that, we're back down, down in Pornahi, and we're playing at San Fran. And that one, that's going to be a really cool night we've got. First reserve on the bill as well, um, and we've also got two DJs, so it's going to be like a whole night. When when live music finishes at eleven, it'll continue over. So it might be a little bit like what you're talking about with that drum and bass. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're going to have some great great techno DJs, so that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, we've also got Spencer Coyle and Brody supporting us um, in the up north shows. Uh, First reserve will be joining us in Pornaki. And in Raglan, uh, and yeah, stuck with you. It's out everywhere. Um, hopefully, we're working towards an EP for later in the year. We, we we have our first EP, self-titled Wet Denim EP, is out Woo. at the moment. Wherever you get your music, um, but yeah, stuck with you. Music videos out as well. Go watch the music video. Directed by Connor Pritchard. Yeah, Honestly, cool. Connor Pritchard is the most mentioned man on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I he is epic. He's we could so make cool. like a seventy-plus-minute compilation of people being like, "I work with Connor." That's he's a the testament man. to and his work. And then when he came in, he was just like real, like so humble. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Bro, everyone mentioned. Everyone loves working with you." He's like, "Yeah, let's guess it's nice, you know. Some good reviews. Just good to help the bros, you know." I was like, "Bruh, it's <laughs> so funny." But no, he's cool, like. Yeah, he's so yeah. cool. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, wet denim. Yeah. And have a great Jeez. rest of your day. Thanks for having us. Yay! I should say thanks to NZ on Air for helping fund their music video. Coming to the end of summer now, it's actually a little bit cold this morning. I was stoked. Mm. I put the heating on in my car. Did you? Oh, was it was amazing. Cold? Yeah, I was chilly. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, but, you know, in summer, a lot of people go to the zoo. Yeah. I see a lot of pictures of my friends going to the zoo and being like, look at this cool bird or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. Personally, I yeah, don't like the zoo. Have no. you gone to Auckland Zoo? I have, unfortunately. There is some, like, you know, they have, like, a tunnel where the tiger walks over you, and then they have, like, these ropes up in the air, and that's where, like, the orangutans can just be directly above you. Mm-hmm. Like, if they chose to jump, it's a big jump, they would be with you on the ground. No, like, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, no, don't like any of that. <laughs> I don't like the zoo. I don't want to see, even if it's a tunnel above me, why would I want to see this miserable-ass tiger who just hates its life? Like, can we be real that the tiger is not happy at the zoo? Like, yeah, my they, heart goes out yeah. to the tiger. None of these comments I'm going to make are the fault of the animals, <laughs> mainly outside of giraffes, maybe, but <laughs> it's always, like, hot at the zoo. It's always walking yeah. on concrete all day at the zoo. Yeah. Go see this miserable ass tiger or these like just miserable sad little animals and I'm like oh like I'm not happy I'm like that sucks that is true 
And then, like, the main event at Auckland was the giraffes, because whatever. And I... I do not like a giraffe. I don't like it for many reasons. Number one, too big. Too big. We, we, you, we know you don't like big animals. It's the size of a house. It's taller than the home that I live in. <laughs> it's too big. It's like a building that's alive. Like, mm-hmm. no. They also smell like shit. Can we be real? Can we they do. Can we just be FFR? They smell so bad that, like... I could be sick being anywhere near them. Sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. And then also the long-ass tongues. They do have really long tongues. Yuck! Like, what the hell? And then they're, like, drinking each other's purse. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they drink each other's purse. Oh, like, Is there not enough water at the zoo for them? No, they just like it. Nah, Apparently sweet. it's them, like, checking if they're fertile to, like, have a baby, but I also feel like that makes it more gross somehow. Like, Why don't they just... Isn't there not some way they can just sniff? Well, to see if they're fertile. Exactly, great question. But these are disgusting animals, <laughs> so they they're filthy, and they're like, no, I want that. They're into yeah. it. And then like people, I think the baby ones are quite cute. A baby animals, just in general. In general, cute. a baby yeah. little anything, I'm fine with because they've got pretty little eyes, big eyelashes. Yeah, but then yeah. they grow into these behemoths that like move like a gir- like not a. Supposed to say they are a giraffe. Yeah, they move like a dinosaur. They are extinct. Yeah, they, they do. are gone. They do move like a dinosaur. I also would be so scared if I saw a dinosaur. I know I'm not going to because, again, just mentioned they're extinct. Yeah. And possibly not even real, <laughs> depending on who you ask. But, like, I don't like them. I don't like giraffes. Don't want anything to do with them. I do like the red pandas, though. Yeah, they're cute. They're really cute. They're and cute. they seem reasonably happy in there. What about otters? They're cute. Otters are cute. Yeah. But you could just go to Singapore and, like, see them running around oh, okay. for free. Yeah, they're just around. Yeah. They're really cute. Um, Have you fed, like, any of the animals before at the zoo? Yeah, you're going to die. What <laughs> So when I was... <laughs> When I was 10, um, I had my birthday party and we went to the zoo. Did you sleep there? No, no, no. Not that that level of fancy. But I got to, for my present, was like going in to pat the red pandas. Oh, that's why you love them. The little, like, I forget what they call it, but the thing where you get to go into the cage with the cute little animal. And I just made my friends come watch me do that. They didn't get to do <laughs> so it. it like the party. They, yeah, the party was they just came and watched me mm-hmm. have fun. And they were all, like, really mad at me about it. And I didn't understand why <laughs> at know, all. Why? I was like, was so it's fun. my birthday. <laughs> and I wanted to see a red panda. Yeah. And it was like, I really didn't need to invite them. I could have just gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. Very Leo of me. And I'm not even a Leo. Yeah, I was going to say that's Leo energy. I've stayed at the zoo twice. <gasps> other people's birthday parties cool. and they would take us like at the back to go like fill up the like little buckets to feed the animals and we fed some giraffes but I actually ditched the bucket found some leaves off like a karaka tree nearby and just like took a whole branch probably like as big as the plants we have in the studio took a whole branch I like, walked over with a whole branch started feeding it and then got in trouble because they were like that's not good for their stomach like also I hope I didn't poison them because karaka like berries they kill dogs, like, if a dog what? eats it. I know. Because in my mind, um, like, kawaka and karaka and stuff, I'm like, yeah. it'll fix everything. Yeah, like, like wa, medicine. Yeah, literally. Great. I'm literally, like, just, I've got a rash nah. to rub on the tree. There's a way, there's a way, apparently, I think you have to, like, boil karaka berries or something for them to be able, to, like, for you to be able to digest them. But they're, yeah, they're poisonous. Well, so I, no. Maybe and, you did them a favor. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were all right. <laughs> Kia ora, I am here with a talented guest, emerging Aotearoa R&B artist, 
Kristen. And so obviously we know a little bit about you at Tahi. Um, and thank you so much for coming in to have a chat with us. For some of our listeners who you might be a bit new for them, can you tell us a little bit about like who you are, how you got into music, or like what kind of music you make? Yeah, so um, my name's Kristen. <laughs> and um, yeah, I do, do R&B music. Um, but I guess... How everything, what what I do for work as well. Like I'm, I'm blessed to say I get to. I'm a performer, professional yeah. performer. Goals. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do musical theatre. I'm currently on tour in Australia um, with the Tina Turner musical. Cool. Um, so do that. Yeah. And um, in the time that I get, that's when I like to make music. Yeah. Yeah. So I fly home every now and then, record some music. Yeah. Go back. Record Gee, there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. I've like said this to the team before. If I could sing, that would have been the career I picked to do. Like, and the the life that you're describing to me right now, I'm like, oh, this is like what I've dreamed of for myself. But I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so exciting to hear what you're up to, and we'll talk a bit more about like musical and what you've been up to in Australia, because um, yeah, you've been really busy creating, singing, dancing, acting. But let's talk a little bit about like your latest project. So you recently released a new song called Low Key. Yes. Tell us a little bit about this song. What's it about? So that one, that one's really funny. <laughs> then when I um, I when I like to practice songwriting, I'll go on yeah. YouTube and I'll find like yeah, beats, you know, yeah, like yeah. instrumental beats. And this beat was called Low Key. Ah. And then I just sort of like freestyled the chorus. Like yeah. that just came out and then I wrote backwards. And it's like... It's half fictional, but, like, based on, like, my own experiences yep. in dating yes. in my single days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just about, it's just about wanting things to be casual in yeah. dating, but then sometimes, like, the guy doesn't be- believe the girl when she's like, oh, I don't want anything more. Yeah, they're like, no, you're obsessed with me. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they catch feelings, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I feel the same way. Like, it's not like that. You're like, I just want to keep it low-key. I just want to keep it low-key. Which key. is literally the chorus. It's so catchy as well, by the way. Like, it's been I love in, that. Ever since I listened to it, it's like been in my head. I'm like, just trying to keep it low. Yes. Yeah, nah, I love it. And so you mentioned, um, yeah, so you, like, you were freestyling to a beat on YouTube. Yeah. That's, honestly, that's so, like, work smarter, not harder mentality. Like, <laughs> good on you for that. Is that typically how you write your songs? Like, do you just... You find a beat on YouTube or... That's if I'm practicing uh, yeah. writing. But normally, oh, yes. normally, like, I will have a... I play, like, very basic beginner level, like, guitar. And yeah. A bit of keys. I can do, like, basic chords, but I don't really know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I'll be on that, on, you know, on keys or on guitar, mostly guitar. Yeah. And then I'll just be doing whatever... And I'll hear like a melody to it, and then I'll like hum along to it, and then words will come from that. It's, it's weird to describe. I, I really, I really think that the songs just kind of write itself, like based yeah. on the vibe I'm getting from the the melody I'm hearing, yeah. if that makes sense. Cool. So the words just come off that way. Yeah. 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 Wow. And um, for your song Loki, who was involved in helping you make the song? Was it? Because I know there's a music video as well, and there's quite a few people involved in that. 
Yeah. Uh, so the the song itself um, was me and Will Henderson. Yeah. Will Henderson's my producer, cool. um, and we just work great together. Like it's That's just good. so easy. Yeah. And so I was in Australia at the time, and I just I sent him like a demo. Yeah. Um, you know, said what's up, kind of thing, and then he started on the beat. So that basically, when I was coming to New Zealand, I could just hop in the studio and we could just focus on vocals because the the production was already done. Yeah, cool. Um, so that's sort of how we've been working for the past two years now. I oh, think. nice. Yeah, this is the second year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's him, and he's just great. He's fantastic, yeah. and just a great person. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then music video wise. All, all my music videos, I've worked with the same team. Um, a friend of mine, Murray Enders, who's the director, he was a friend of a friend's um, in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. And so I always fly back to Melbourne. Even if I'm not in Melbourne, I will fly to Melbourne to work with them. Yeah. It's it's just a big team, but they're amazing. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah. It looks so fun, like the music video. It was so fun. And the, light, the lighting was... And you're like like I mentioned you dance as well like I was like when I was watching I was like oh she's dancing and she's singing like talent I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> so one of the the girls in it Ezra Williams who yeah. I'm not sure if you know her but she's from New Zealand cool. an artist as well her artist name he was Raze uh, yes. um, anyway she's over there now Ezra Williams great dancer great yeah. singer great everything and we've worked together a couple of times um, but I got her to jump on because she's in Melbourne and um, choreograph for me right cool. so she sends me the choreo and I'm like Israel, like, I'm not like a dancer like that. Like, I'm a singer first. <laughs> no, like, it didn't come off that I'm way. so glad because that's why I did what I did. I didn't do the whole dance. I couldn't. Oh, I was yeah. like, I don't have time. Yeah. You guys do it. I'll just look cute. Oh, no, it didn't come off that way at all. Good. And that's cool that it was like a Kiwi little reunion, like Kiwi's collaborating re- on the yeah. yeah. And I actually saw you have like a funny story about a glamorous moment on set for filming the car. Uh, filming in the car it involves a dirty shoe. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about? Oh my that? gosh! Like, yeah, the very first like take we did. You know, we're walking, and Ezra she had these like white, like these cream white oh shoes no, on. They were white. They were white. <laughs> And we were like, oh, oh, Israel, I think you've got, like, some mud on your shoes or something. And we're like, oh, all good. And we're all, like, helping in. We're cleaning it. Yeah, yeah. And as we're cleaning it, we're like, hey, oh. <laughs> like, oh, my God, there's not mud. There's not mud. <laughs> and we were in this beautiful car as that. well. And um, the guy who, like, owned it, he's like, um, you didn't get it in the car? I was like, no, 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 we didn't get it. You didn't? Okay, that's good. We got, like, a piece, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't <laughs> smudged in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't, you, we didn't notice that in the video. So yeah. I thought that was very funny when I read it. I was like, I wouldn't have thought this happened at all. But yeah, nah. good job on clean up, clean up. It was duties. so funny. It was really smelly too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and I couldn't tell. Like, and even if you pull a stink face in the video, you just think they're like, you know, like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> doing cool faces. Um. So yeah, you've been in Australia for a bit, and for like the last couple of years, right? Touring and musical theatre. Um, specifically like in Hairspray, and yeah, most recently. The Tina T- Turner musical Australia, and you actually played Tina in the New Zealand show, is that right? Yes. That is, like, incredible. Tell us about that experience. Oh, my gosh. The whole musical theatre experience. Like, I, again, I'm bringing myself up again. Like, this is my goal. I'm just like, oh, like, what is it like? A lot. <laughs> I bet it's really busy. It's just, it's a lot of work. I mean, yeah. it's really rewarding. I, I always say, like, I love that, you know, with every show I do, like, I, I push myself more and more, like... 
something I, I didn't think I'd be able to do, then like then I do it, and I'm like, yeah. wow, that was cool, and like my stamina. And every time I like upskill, which yeah. is amazing, but it is so much work. I bet we do eight shows a week. And eight shows a week. Yeah, we do eight shows a week. Oh my goodness, there's not even eight days in the week. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do eight shows a week, and then like, well, some days we'll have rehearsals in between, um, for people who cover roles. And like, for this musical, for Tina, I cover quite a few. So I cover Tina, I cover Tina's mum, and I cover mm. Tina's grandma. <laughs> so rehearsals just like don't end for me. Wait, is that all like in one show you're doing all like that it depend like different shows and different nights you're playing different character or you're like all those characters in one night? No, no, no. Oh. De- definitely like different be like, different shows. Like, Wait, she was just <laughs> yeah. you like switching yeah. characters. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just it, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. But um yeah, I I kind of entered, you know, the professional field with the Tina tour I did here. Yeah. In um in New Zealand in 2020, and that's where I met my lovely partner as well. Nice. So yeah. you know, good things. Yeah. <laughs> but that was brutal as well. You know that um that show was was back to back, and we went to like every single town in this country, which was really cool. Yeah. But you know, like yeah. you would you do your show, and then you know you wrap up and finish up at like 11 o'clock. You're in the van next next city. Wow. You know, so I feel like that train me yeah <laughs> for the rest of what i'd get up to yeah that's a lot of that it sounds exhausting so credit to you because that's a lot of energy that you have to put into that's that a lot. <laughs> yeah. and so um yeah you're obviously into theater is broadway like on the bucket list for you is that something you'd want to get into in the future no actually oh, like <laughs> it's it's funny i always say like i do theater you know, to fund what I want to do, yeah. which is my own stuff, which cool. is, you know, my own music and stuff. Because yeah. that, being an independent artist, is so expensive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and difficult. And so yeah. um, I'm privileged that I still get to, you know, how I, you know, what I do for Mahi is that it's still in that world. Yeah. You know, I still get to be creative cool. and I still get to perform. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I ended up on Broadway, I wouldn't say no. No, obviously not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't want to work in the States. I don't like the States. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have family in the States. It's pretty full on. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so um, you recently performed a, a bunch of songs, but also your new song, Loki, at, um, during your performance at Cassette 9. And that was like your first, like, Kristen, your music kind of gig, eh, for maybe like two years was it it was three years oh, three years yeah. so how was it getting back into it it was amazing nice. it was amazing because fr- like compared to you know my first one I've grown so much as an yeah. artist and my confidence and my skills and everything has just like leveled up massively cool. so I was coming back to this place where you know where I like sort of started Kristen um with so much more experience and confidence and you know I planned it like months in advance and it was so yeah detailed and so it was just the event itself was so successful and beautiful and I was so happy like it actually could not have gone any better oh that's great um so yeah it was just really rewarding and felt like full circle moment yeah 100% it would have been nice as well to be yeah be back like home that's all right my, my i always have stomach sounds on the show as well don't worry <laughs> but um yeah you would have had like a lot of your friends and family from back home there too right yeah yeah which would have been like a, yeah like you said a full circle nice wholesome moment um and have you found like the music scene 
like what is the music scene like in Australia compared to the music scene here in New Zealand? Um, I think I'm still navigating that a bit. Yeah. Um, I with so we're with theatre. Like every every city we go to, we generally use a different band, oh, okay. and so I will I'll talk to the band and I'll like make friends with them and be like, oh, you know, where's the gigs? Where's this? Yeah. And then I'll go to those spots and that's how I meet local musicians and stuff like that. So on on in those ways, you know, going to venues and live music and stuff, I feel like it's fairly similar. Like, oh, cool. you know, the culture is always just like hustle and bustle. Like yeah. you know, like you're you're a freelancer, so like you just kind of got to keep going. But music industry wise, I think it's grand. It's just not gonna. I mean, it's bigger. It's yeah. bigger, you yeah. know. So which means there's a lot more competition True. not necessarily in a bad way just yeah. there's like there's just a lot you know whereas yeah. like here it's awesome that um you can focus more on your local artists like you know who's who yeah you know um yeah, that's true and where to go where to listen where's there it's just everywhere yeah. like so yeah, you get true. lost in lost in noise yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Lo- yeah and I, but i guess it's like you said great I mean, there'll be so many networks because it's so grand. Yeah, um, for sure. So with before we wrap up, tell us like a little bit about, I know you're really busy, so what else do you have coming up for you this year and where can people keep up to date with the things you're doing? Um, so this year I'm I'm still doing, I'm still doing Tina the Musical. Nice. So if you're ever in Aussie, come and catch us. We'll, we'll do, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I do, I do have quite a few songs in the vault that slowly going to be releasing this year potentially an ep so trying to plan that a bit but yeah i'm so excited to release that um yeah so to keep up definitely check me out on instagram um my main one is kristen pulser um but my musician one is kristen music official okay cool so um can we find um like is that where people will be able to find this new song as well in the music video yes at kristen music official everything's there (laughs) well thank you so much for coming in we'll definitely be keeping an eye on all the sorts of things you're doing um really excited for you as well but yeah thank you so much for your time and enjoy the rest of your thursday Thank you. (laughs) We're adults, but we weren't always that way. (laughs) Once upon a time, we were children. Um, Born at a very young age, both of us. Um, Couldn't even talk. Couldn't even talk. Couldn't even walk. (laughs) Do a damn thing. Um, We were talking the other day about childhood celebrity crushes, Mm. and I think that the crossover is really funny. Yep. of like who we were into when we were little kids because I don't know if our types have a lot of crossover now as adults. Yeah. But Peter Pan. Yeah, the real the real boy Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was saying, I saw this girl, you know that there's a trend on TikTok and it's like, did we marry him? And then it's like, it's adult you and you're like, who? Peter Pan? <laughs> and honestly, Peter Pan was like a common one and I was like, I get that. Honestly, that Peter Pan, I was like, he's a rebel. Yeah. He's like sneaking out and he's stealing Wendy. <laughs> I was like, I wish I was Tinkerbell. And yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Tinkerbell's whole thing was like, she's real jealous. I was like, vibe, like me too. She literally dies if she doesn't get attention. Me, <laughs> like literally me. Like how? That's possibly how I ended up here. Mm, Tinkerbell, but yeah, Peter Pan. Um, Danny Phantom. Yeah, Danny Phantom. I've, Danny Phantom was super hot. Yeah, the biggest like, crush on Danny Phantom. And then the girl in it was like goth. And then, like, his best friend, and they eventually, like, got together, and she was real, like, goth emo vibes. I was like, yeah. Dream. Like, I've done it. (laughs) I felt like I was dating Danny (laughs) Phantom. It's like seven. 
Um, another one that I liked was Aladdin. Aladdin is hot. Yeah. See, I didn't watch Aladdin as a kid because I got really scared of the genie. Um, which he I actually think is fair. Like, but when I watched it as an adult, I loved it. I loved the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, Aladdin's hot. Yeah. Aladdin's like, I, personally, I think the hottest Disney prince. Yeah, well, according to some people, my partner looks like Aladdin. He so does kind of. Like like yeah. But like, like I maybe... just, we always call her partner the Prince of Auckland. Yeah, he thinks it's so funny. <laughs> he's just got princely vibes. Like he's just like, like a, a knight on a white steed, but it's an e-scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm like got a meeting at home and then I will say to the team like, oh, my partner's here. Evie's like, oh, Prince of Auckland. Prince of Auckland. <laughs> it's Prince of Auckland, man. He's killing But yeah, it. so I feel like I've, I've probably... That makes sense. Like, I had a crush on Aladdin, and now my partner kind of looks like Aladdin. Yeah, I'm in the same situation, except I liked Vegeta, and now my boyfriend is of a shorter stature and very <laughs> grumpy and, like, angry and intense as, like, a little guy. He's mm. also quite funny, don't worry. Yeah. Um, and he is nice, making him sound real evil, but yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. And, like, Zuko from Avatar. Oh, yes, Don't Zuko. even get me started yeah, on Zuko, Zuko was from one Avatar. Oh, my God. Yeah, Li Shang was... from Mulan. Um, I don't think I remember. Is he like the one that just ended up being with Mulan? Yeah, yeah, make yeah, a yeah. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And then like, yeah, oh, damn. Yeah, he was super. That was big for me. <laughs> also, Gary from Pokemon was big for me. Oh uh, yeah, I feel like I had like a little thing for Brock from Pokemon. He seems more like your type. Really nice. He's stocky. He's <laughs> man a of stocky color. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are also like heaps of pretty girls. Kim Possible. Kim Possible was. You know what I loved about Kim Possible? And I think about this reasonably often now that I've got a little nephew who really likes the same type of shows that I like. Mm. The fact that she was cool, like pretty, popular, and yeah. a spy. Like, yeah. it was usually it's this thing of like, no one likes me at school, but they don't know I'm a spy. But it's like, yeah. she was dope. Like, she had everything going for her. And it was this thing of like, you can have everything going for you, girl. Yeah. And so I really liked Kim Possible. I was yeah. like, I remember when the movie came out on the Disney Channel. Oh, I never I saw that. Obsessed with watching it. I was like, it comes out on this day at this time. I have to watch it. And I was like, driving off my dad. And I was like, we need to go home now oh. because the Kim Possible movie is starting in two hours. Yeah. And I don't want to miss it. I remember those days where, like, there was no Netflix and stuff. Like, you had to be home on time to watch the show. And that's why I would actually, I was only five years old, but I would wake up at 6 a.m. I don't do that anymore no. because I wanted to see High Five because I was like, otherwise I'm going to miss it. I loved High Five. Yeah. One, two, three, four. I high know. Five. I learned a lot of um, how to spell English words through High Five because I was learning to do at the time, but they had songs like L-O-V-E. I'm like, okay, I've got that one. <laughs> I didn't have a crush on anyone on High Five, unfortunately. Oh, um, um, I liked the curly-haired Nathan. Is that his name? Oh, Nathan! Yeah, yeah I like Nathan, but I found Tim boring. Yeah, I do. Actually, you're right. <laughs> you're definitely right. I think, like, when I think about other childhood crushes that were, like, real people, the biggest one that stands out, which is actually, like, a turning point in my life, was um, on the OC, Seth Cohen. Oh, my God. I, I think that? that's what how I learned what love was. He's, like, a hot nerd. He's, like cute curly like dark hair tall oh i've searched him oh, i remember that guy yes yeah. and he was into like comics but he was still cool and he was really funny yeah and i just like couldn't handle it like my little heart my little brain i like, exploded i was just like i love him like yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's how i knew what love was genuinely i never looked back and then i don't like my celebrity crush from then on to this day is just gerard way i don't care how jacked up he looks whatever day it is <laughs> he looks really good half the time and then really like Oh, you seem to have been in a basement or something for a while. Uh, the other half like time, we, but still love him. Yeah, 
I feel like we all have a little phase where we, we look like we've been in a basement for a bit. Yeah, sometimes I come into the show with my hair in a certain way and I'm like, people people got to think I'm real dirty and I don't wash my hair enough. And they'll be right. <laughs> I don't wash my but hair dry enough. shampoo. Yeah, I did dry shampoo, but you know what? Total subject change. Okay. Did you... No, there's all these lawsuits against dry shampoo no. for causing cancer. Oh no, I literally used some this morning. Girl, I didn't know either. And as I as my friend told me, I was literally spraying it onto my hair. And I don't know if it's like all legit. Like maybe it's just in America. I don't know. Yeah. But it freaked me out a bit because I was like, like I spent all the money on my hair, and currently we're in an in between phase. Because very excitingly, I'd love to announce on this day, I will be getting <laughs> extensions. I know, I know. <laughs> Hold your applause. I know it's big news. <laughs> but like, it looks a bit jacked up at the minute. I mean, if you missed our show on Tuesday, go listen to it because we we mentioned a substitute for dry shampoo, which I don't think will give you cancer because we use it on babies. Yeah. Baby powder, girl. Mm-hmm. Baby powder. The Wawa Hine show, we're like, just use baby powder for everything. <laughs> we got no news. We just got baby powder. <laughs> so our series we've been rolling out, I Got You, is like quickly just like getting out there. Like I feel like there's only... We're almost halfway now. You were almost halfway already. Yeah, so the... I don't know if... Like, go check it out if you haven't already, but what I found, especially with Bubba, who stars in it, who we've had on the show as well, she's cracker, but she's also really good at acting, like, sad. Like, you can... You feel sorry for her as well. But hopefully depending on what, what we see in the next episodes, we won't need to feel sad for her. Well, we'll sad. She is actually real... Like, it's crazy because, like, when I was watching it... I was like, damn, you're good at acting, Bubba. Yeah. Like, you good at it. Like, yeah. good for her. I wasn't saying that. I didn't think she would be. But, yeah, no, like, yeah. a lot of comedians, it's like, a lot of comedians can't act. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, not, I, I was trying to find a nice way to say it. But there just isn't. Like, there just isn't. Like, quite a lot of them are not good actors. Because it's a different they set of skills. They've got different skills. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm good at being funny, but I'm not good at acting either. Yeah. Different skill. But Bubba does both. Like, she's, she's really... funny, and then also I feel for her in the show. But, so... And if on the show she's like setting up people, but plot twist, she might be setting herself up. Maybe. Maybe. If you've seen season one, you'll know that um, Mac, a character in the show, yeah, 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 not Bubba, so. yeah, hasn't hasn't done great <laughs> with yeah. finding love. Um, no spoilers though, guys. No spoilers. Yeah. Even though that was kind of a spoiler, <laughs> like maybe allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> according to sources unknown. Um, but it's out now on all our Tahi socials: TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Highly recommend go checking it out. It's such a laugh, and the episodes are so short. You'll be in and out. Start your day with a giggle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wai here has lived in many different cities, towns, locations. Yeah, in like New maybe Zealand. seven. That's. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You're a true citizen of this country. Yeah. Um, and because it's the girls' show, Wawahine, um, we figured we want to talk about outfits. So we're going to talk about outfits, like which city in New Zealand slash town has the best looks? Mm-hmm. Who's dressed the best? Yeah. Well, okay, I lived in Hamilton for like maybe... Oh, it's not Hamilton. Right, wait. wait. I, every, no, one, <laughs> no one likes Hamilton. And yes, there are a lot of bare feet. To me, that's a pro. I okay. hate shoes. I, I feel like, you know, like I'm on a on a snail, how they have like their little feelers? Yeah. I feel like that's what our feet are and we're, we're blind because we're like <laughs> blocking them with shoes. So I'm like, yep, I'm there for the no shoes look. Um, where else have I lived? I was in Christchurch for a few years. I was quite young though when I was there. I All I remember is like everyone's got a jersey on yeah, because it's cold. 
I mean, look, I don't know much about Christchurch, but just based solely on vibe, I'm going to say they're not the best dressed either. I don't, I don't remember, like, a specific style from Christchurch. Like, you know, I have, like, a, I wouldn't say I've lived in Palmy. I was a part-time resident. Mm. I was there a lot during lockdowns. A frequent visitor. Yeah. And, like, you know, they, they a lot of them got their swannies. Yeah, swannies are big yeah. in, in Palmy. See, a lot of, um... You know, the military gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And palmy as well. I think that's a look. They're big, like, army boots. I actually think those... It is a look. It's a look. Do you remember when, like, we used to actually go buy camo pants and then some Timberlands or whatever? Yes! That is, like, the army look. Yeah, that's a good look. That's going to come back, I think. Yeah. Because we're cycling through those trends super fast. We're going to get back to camo capris, like, any moment now. Um, Auckland is not the best dressed, in my opinion. And I'm sure that will offend many Aucklanders listening to it. But if you just buy brands that are in fashion, that doesn't make you fashionable or interesting. It just mm-hmm. makes you rich. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not style. It's not your personal expression. Yeah. You're like, oh, everyone's got these, like, little little Gucci bags. I'm going to go get one. Like, boring. Auckland is a bit clony. Like, when I it was is. at um, university, obviously we all can't afford big brands, so we were getting, like... Am I allowed to say which shop? Yeah. We're all getting glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, we all had the same outfits all the time. Everyone had, like, the exact same top and stuff. So I was like, it, it does feel like a little bit copy and paste sometimes. It is. I think, um, I mean, uh, man, I was going to do this whole bit about how saying Wellington was the worst dress just to, like, bother Wellingtonians. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm, I can't actually bring myself to do it because yeah. Wellington is by far, hands down, no question, the best dressed city in New Zealand without even... There's not even a lick of competition anywhere else. People actually have their own vibes. Yeah, and then yeah, even yeah. if you don't have your own vibe and you're just like on Lampton Key getting to your office in your little flat shoe, you yeah. still look cool because you're wearing all black. Yeah, I was going to say the flat shoe is a wellies thing. Probably because we're walking so many hills, we've got to have mm-hmm. comfortable shoes. But when I'm like in Auckland and I see a group of people, I can like tell if they're from, like, I'll be like, that's a Wellington group. Yeah, it's like they're from Wellington. Yeah, and they're, they're usually on K Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some people in Wellington do be looking like they got all their clothes for free, and and it's true. Like it's like that's your look though, that's your vibe. Yeah. I feel like I don't see enough goths in Auckland, which I think is a sign of an unhealthy city. Mm. I think goths are proof that um, people are thriving. Yeah, I I think you're probably even though I've lived in all the cities, I'm not like I've never been fashionista. Like you I dress fa- really well though. Well, my whole life, ninety nine percent of my clothes, and I'm not being dramatic were hand-me-downs from my older sisters and so I just like I never really came up with my own style because I was just like whatever they have I'll have it and I still like what I'm wearing now this is actually from my sister and <laughs> she moved to London and I was like how selfish now I don't get to have your clothes but now she's like come back for a visit and she's recently had a baby and she's like I've got a I've got a whole new look now so she's giving me her clothes and yeah I, awesome. I don't know if I'm a good person for judging outfits because I'm always just like I'll take what I can get but. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to go on like a road trip up and down the country and just like two or boot some outfits mm. speaking of going on a road trip all up and down the country <laughs> I have a very important message to one gentleman it's curls baby we messaged you on the 3rd of August 2023 Ooh. saying that was before I was here that was before you were here <laughs> This is ages ago. <laughs> Hi, uh, loving your content. Next time you're in Auckland, we would love to have you on our podcast if you were keen. You replied. A mere one hour later. Mm-hmm. Hello, what a cool offer. Would be my pleasure. Thank you, Farno. That sounds really fun. You, you haven't been here. You've never <laughs> come. It's been over six months. What have you been doing? <laughs> He's been busy 
trying food and <laughs> going, yeah, yeah. like, New Zealand has good food. <laughs> if we don't get It's Curls Baby on the show before the 3rd of August 2024, if it, if it takes more than a year or it never happens, I will resign. Oh, oh, no, okay. I'll look. leave my job and it'll be all his fault. Oh. This is our new theme is we like threaten that one of us will no longer have our job if like people don't show up. Yeah, well, it was also the other day Harry pulls us in for a meeting and just was like, by the way, I'm resigning. We're like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's like, joke's got you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this whole bit going. And like, it's gonna, if it's curls doesn't come, this bit is gonna get worse. Yeah. He has actually, this is really important lore in Harry's like <laughs> life. It's like this it's curls guy not coming on this show. So like, please come on. We've got. We've got questions. We've got ideas. Can't be. We will start a GoFundMe for your flights if that's the issue. No, no, we're not paying for anyone's flights because we don't. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I'm no, if we a do it for one person, we got to do it for everybody, and then it's like too much. But does everyone have curly hair, and do they love New Zealand as much as him? He does love New Zealand. He, he was singing the Fish and Chips song on Instagram the other day. Was Fish and Chips. Yeah. Oh, like, And Kiwi kids are rocking yeah. it, rocking it. I have this really strong memory of that song because I was convinced I was really good at singing. And then I was like, didn't get the like lead singing part for that song in my yeah. primary school. And I like, I was like, excuse me, like, I should be singing. And they're like, okay, sing then. And it was really bad. I've been there. And everyone yeah. laughed. It was terrible. And then on your way home on the train, you listened to that song. Oh, yeah. Just listened, like, yeah, I was telling Harry before I used to, like, get the train to school. And I listened to the song about, like, hiding bodies in the walls and, like, wearing people's skin <sighs> and stuff. Like, it's by Sonny Moore, who was Skrillex. So if you like oh, Skrillex, yeah. you're cool with bodies in the wall. I don't make the rules. Um, but, yeah, I figured, actually, in hindsight, pretty intense for, like, a child on yeah. public transport just like, Maybe. I'm going to go to school. <laughs> going to put bodies in the walls. Woo! Like, it wasn't the vibe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of vibes, we're running out of time for the show. <laughs> it's about all the time that we have to vibe with you on this fine day. Mm-hmm. This Thursday. The What's the date? 22nd. 22nd. 2024. In case you forgot what year yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Actually, I kind of did forget what year it was today. And... See you. Oh, yes. And see you next Tuesday. Car keys.